He's either a liar, he's a lunatic, or he's Lord. That's it. Matthew 16, 18. Peter, who do men say that I am? Well, some say that you're Elijah. Some say you're a prophet. Who do you say that I am? Thou art the Christ, God in the flesh. Jesus said flesh and blood did not reveal that to you. Welcome to Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller. Glad that you're with us. And I, I think uh, Jesus' response to Peter was an interesting one. Peter comes to the realization that Jesus is the Christ. I mean, he's the Messiah that, uh, you know, the Old Testament scriptures have been talking about. And it's like the light bulb goes on. And Jesus says, flesh and blood did not reveal that to you. So if Peter didn't, in a sense, figure that out on his own or somebody told him that. How did Peter figure that out? Peter didn't figure it out. Peter had it figured out for him and communicated to him. Uh, John chapter 16, when he, Jesus referring to the Holy Spirit, when he will come, he will reprove the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. And then we don't have to interpret it because Jesus said, uh, sin because they believe not on me. What's that? In Greek, uh, before sin is the definite article, the. So it can literally be translated, the sin. What is the sin? The sin is rejection of Jesus Christ. So here's what he says. The Holy Spirit will do three things. He will, first of all, convict you of the sin that the rejection of Jesus Christ. That's Mm -hmm. the sin he will convict you of. Then he will convince you that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, then he will convert you to a common salvation. So it's the work of the Holy Spirit. Uh, You know, we said it some time ago that uh, we are dead in trespasses and sin. What does that mean? Uh, We are a trichotomy like our God. We are spirit, soul, body, not body, soul, spirit, because God works from the inside out. We work from the outside in. So we're spirit, soul, body. Two times in the New Testament, spirit, soul, body. So what happened? Uh, The body, that's soma, the Greek word, gives us the ability to relate to the world. Uh, Then our uh, soul, suke, gives us the ability to relate to me. It's the real me, personality, intellect, emotion, will, and all of that. And then spirit is pneuma, gives me the capacity to be able to commune with my God. Now, when I'm dead in trespassing and sin, my spirit is dead. But the Holy Spirit comes into my human spirit, and now I'm born again. We talked about that. I'm regenerated. We talk about that. And now I'm enlightened. Yeah. I was in darkness, but the light, I see the light, John 8, 12, who is Jesus Christ. And I begin to comprehend who he is and all of his glory. Now, not comprehensively comprehending, but comprehending the truth that Jesus is the Messiah, he's God in the flesh, who saved me, and I enter into that common salvation. Hmm. Well, I wish we had more time to talk about that, but uh, the clock says we need to open our Bibles together to John 18 and get back to a message entitled, Why Do People Reject Jesus? Here is Pastor Ford. Man, look, I learned early. I got to learn how to rap because I don't look like Denzel or Morris Chestnut. And so I talk a starving dog off the back of a meat wagon, baby. You, you know what I'm saying? It's like, and God said, he could talk. I'm going to make him a preacher. Amen. You know, but I told him, I told him, here's what I told him. I said, I said, you know, 
every woman doesn't like this outwardly, you know, grab your attention, handsome man. Some women like a man like me with subtle beauty. You know, it just kind of sneak up on you and you, you, you find yourself saying, he ain't that bad looking after all. But he had contempt for his person. But I tell you, there were people who met Jesus. Let me just give you some of the record of what some of the people said. I had a friend, his name was Stephen, and he always tell me, I want here, Rev, because I got Jesus right here. And he would have a crucifix with Jesus on it. And I say, Jesus ain't on that cross no more. He rose from the dead, you know? So he's not on a cross, and he's not in a crib, and he's not on a portrait. And, and, and you need to understand uh, that you can't have Jesus around your neck. Hmm. And listen to these individuals. Tell me if they had contempt for him. I know they didn't. They had no contempt for him. In John 7, 46, uh, they said, never spake man like this man speaks. Mark 4, 41, the disciples said, just like my wife when she saw me, had to have me. What manner of man is this? John 4, 29, the woman at the well, come see a man who told me everything I ever did. The people said this, he doesn't speak like the other preachers, but he speaks like someone who has great and powerful powerful authority. Nicodemus said, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do what you do. The miracles you do except God be with him. The thief on the cross said, you better leave him alone. Quit hating on him. We're on this cross because of what we did. He hasn't done anything. And the centurion soldier, he wrapped it up. He said, truly, this was the son of God. Yeah, and the only thing he had wrong was the tense of his verb. He said, this was, no, this is the son of God. That we have to have that respect for him. I bet you I've seen the Lion King about 30 times. I ain't exaggerating either. I love the Lion King. And every time I get to the park, if anybody's watching it with me, they get up and leave for about the next five minutes because they tired of hearing it. I rewind it and I rewind it where the two hyenas are in the cave and uh, uh, the one is afraid. He says he might find out we have his son. And she said, the Whoopi Goldberg voice said, yeah, and we know we're afraid of Mufasa. And then, and then the other hyena said, ooh, Mufasa, Mufasa. Ooh, ooh, Mufasa, Mufasa, Mufasa. Ooh. They were afraid of that name. They didn't have contempt for Mufasa. And then remember what happened. All of a sudden they heard it. Rawr, and they start trembling in their boots. I came to tell somebody today, if you don't know Jesus Christ, you've been accepting now because he came as the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. But one day he's coming back, not Mufasa, but Jesus, the Lion of the tribe of Judah. And you better bow now, because if you don't bow here, you'll bow hereafter. Why? Because God has highly exalted him and given him a name that's above every name. At the sound of that name, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. There is no other name under heaven whereby we must be saved. The name of Jesus. Hmm. That's the first reason. Now, here's the second reason. Why do people reject Jesus? Second reason. They're confused by public opinion. Look at the text. Here's what it says. And then Pilate entered the judgment hall again and called Jesus and said to him, Are you king of the Jews? Jesus answered, saying, Do you say this of yourself or did somebody else tell you? See what Jesus is doing? Now, remember when Jesus asked questions, 
It's always, see, there wasn't a momentary lapse in God's omniscience. You know, he doesn't ask questions to find out anything. So to reveal sin, right, with Adam. Adam, where are you? Why are you where you are? Adam should have said, well, you know, I sinned. I I ate what you told me not to eat. But you know what he did? He blamed God. Yeah, emphatic. He said, the woman you gave me. He blamed God. He didn't blame Eve. Then Eve blamed the serpent. She blamed the snake. And the snake didn't have a leg to stand on. And so he did it to restrict speech, to, to shut people up. They came to Jesus trying to trap him, the Bible says. And Jesus said, let me ask you a question. The baptism of John, was it of God or was it of men? And the Pharisees said, if we say of God, he'll say, well, why didn't you listen? And if we say of men, then the people will stone us because everybody believed John was a prophet. And the Bible says, here's King James, and they durst not say a word. I like the NIV. They kept their mouth shut. (laughs) Third reason. A reevaluate commitment. Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? Do you really love me? Does your talk match your walk? Everybody talks it, but very few people walks it. Amen. I ain't going to say it. I know everybody waiting for me to say it, but I ain't going to say it because you're tired of hearing me saying it. You know, your talk talks and your walk talks, and your walk talks a lot louder than your walk talks. You got to walk your walking like you talk your talking. If you're not going to walk the walk, you got to quit talking the talk. Got that? So I ain't going to say that. And so now he uses questions to get Pilate to make his own decision. Pilate, where'd you get your info? Because Jesus never saw him in church. And Jesus never saw him at Moody Bible Institute. And Jesus never saw him at the conferences, at the seminars. So he knew whatever information he got about me is hearsay. It's hearsay. Did you wrestle with this yourself? I hope you're here today, and I hope I don't offend you by what I'm about to say. You know, that's a setup for offending people. You know that. When, when they tell you, now nah, I don't mean no harm. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Yeah, now I don't want you to get upset about this. Get ready to get upset. Because <laughs> they're going to say something. Uh, that, 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 anyway. So Pilate only knew what other people told him. Look at verse 35. He says, am I a Jew? Pilate answered, am I? Here's what he's saying. I don't want nothing to do with this. It's an ethnic thing. Religion is a racial thing. Uh, Jesus is the white man's God. I ain't dealing with that. Hmm. Well, who is he? Well, it all depends on who you ask. If you ask a black Muslim, he's the white man's God. If you ask a Jehovah's Witness, he's Michael the Archangel. If you ask a Hindu, he'll tell you he's a great teacher, a holy man. If you ask an Orthodox Muslim, they'll say he's a great prophet, one of them. If you ask somebody of the Baha'i faith, they'll say he's one of the manifestations of God. If you ask a Buddhist, he'll tell you he's an enlightened man and a wise master teacher. If you ask somebody from New Age, they'll say he's an enlightened master, a man who completed a process of spiritual evolution over successive generations of reincarnation. Mormons are originally one of the spirit beings all humans used to be. And the only ones that I really respect are the Harry Krishnas because they said, we don't know who he is. <laughs> At least they're honest about it. Here's the options. Say, tell us the options. He's either a liar, he's a lunatic, or he's Lord. That's it. 
That's it. That's it. Matthew 16, 18. Peter, who do men say that I am? Well, some say that you're Elijah. Some say you're a prophet. Uh, some say uh, other prophets. Who do you say that I am? Thou art the Christ, the Messiah, God in the flesh. And uh, Jesus said, flesh and blood did not reveal that to you. This is Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford, and we'll get back to the message, Why Do People Reject Jesus, in just a moment. You know, if you're a regular listener to this program, you know that Pastor Ford is passionate about marriage and relationships, and he's written a number of books about that. You can check those out when you come to our website. Come to treasuretruthradio.org. Look for the link there that says Books by Pastor Ford. It's on the left side of the homepage, and you'll see the different titles available as a paperback or in an ebook format. And if the Lord has used Pastor Ford's messages to maybe restore your marriage or to give you hope to keep going, we'd love to hear your story. Come to treasuretruthradio.org, click on the contact link, and share your story with us. Again, that's at treasuretruthradio.org, and click on contact. Back to the message. Here's Pastor Ford. Muhammad Ali, he was on a plane. The stewardess came by and she said, excuse me, sir, buckle up. He said, do you know who I am? She said, yes, sir, I know who you are. It was announced when you got on the plane. Everybody knows who you are, but buckle up your seatbelt. He said, you don't know who I am. I'm Superman. And Superman don't need to buckle his belt. Without missing the beat, the stewardess said, yeah, and Superman don't need an airplane either. Buckle up your seatbelt. <laughs> She would say, I don't care who you are, you have limitations. And, and so that's what happens. Jesus said, John 8, 24, unless you believe I am, you shall die in your sins. Now, who is I am? You got to go back to Exodus chapter 4, 16 through 18. And uh, Yahweh God was asked by Moses, what's your name? He said, I am that I am. And uh, uh, Moses said, is that your first name or is your last name? And uh, Yahweh said, yes. He said, is that your first name or your last name? He said, that's my first name and my last name. I am that I am. I am the self-existing one. I am the self-sustaining one. I am everything in and of myself. I don't need anybody. I'm above everybody. Now, Jesus says, that's who he is. He's the great I am. Now, pastor, it sounds good, but it's not what I heard. Okay, let me show you. I'm going to show you some stuff. Okay, if you ever heard this, uh, I just want you just to raise your hand if you heard it. You ain't got to do nothing else. Because there's a lot of things that we hear that people tell us come from the Bible that never even came from the Bible. Okay, if you agree with me, hey, you heard it before. The Bible says, the Bible says, and it sounds good, but it's not what the Bible says. The Bible says, God helped those who helped themselves. Uh-huh. No, it don't. No, it don't. You take one step, he'll take two. It doesn't say that. Nowhere in cleanliness is next to godliness. It don't say that. If cleanliness was next to godliness, boy, there'd be some of us, we'd be godly today. We got to brush our teeth. Well, I hope you did. Put on some cologne. Cleanliness is next to godliness. How about this one? God takes care of babies and fools. That's not in the Bible. Now, that's one I wish was in the Bible. It's not in the Bible. 
Adam and Eve bit off an apple. Where does it say that? And people say it all the time, don't they? There were three wise men. That ain't in the Bible. They went to a baby in a manger. No, they did not. The Bible tells us they came to the house where the toddler was. Yeah, and so we hear all of this. Uh, a whale swallowed Jonah. Doesn't say that. Doesn't say that. Doesn't say that. Yeah, and so what happens? You know, God wants us to always be healthy, wealthy, and wise. No, no, no. It's not in the world you shall have tribulation. Uh, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And so what happens? They don't want Jesus because of what other folk have told them about Jesus. You get bad press about the church and people don't want to come. All they want is your money. All the preacher want is your money. Now, you don't say all the dope man want is my money. Now, you don't, you don't say all the liquor store want is my money. You don't, you don't say uh, all the guys selling loose squares want is my money. You don't say all jewel want is my money. No, let me tell you why. Because you believe whatever you're getting for your money is worth it. Now, now we used to do this around Christ's Bible. We need to go back to it. I think we're going to go back to it. Because remember when I used to do this? I say it's offering time, and I don't want anybody that doesn't know Jesus to put anything in the offering. Because this is for believers. Amen. Because people who love Jesus don't have to be told what to give. Amen. And I can tell you, I, I know some of the folks I'm talking to them. I don't, I don't peek into what people give and all that. But I, I know what we give, you know, and I know we give. Or we said we're going to give 50% before we go home to be with the Lord. We're almost there already. We're almost there, you know. So we generous, you know. We support our church with tithes and offerings and 18 other organizations. And it ain't just a dollar either. Here's the baby, you know. And there are individuals I know, they just give and give and give because when you love Jesus, you don't have to worry about that. See, that's, and I used to tell people all the time, we did it for about four years, please don't give because he does not want your money, he wants your soul. Once he saves your soul, you'll fall in love with him. And I tell you what, let me tell you something. This is my sugar bay right here. That girl know how to shop. So you know how to shop, boy. Ask me, do I care? As long as we have it. Oh, I better not say that because she's going to bring it back. <laughs> she, I was getting ready to say she can spend anything she want, anytime she want, or anything she want. But, but I ain't going to say that because she'll use that against me a little later on. <laughs> but right, because who you love, you don't mind. And he saved my soul. And everything I have, he gave me. All they want is my money. Oh, the church is filled with just a bunch of hypocrites. Yes. From the pulpit to the pew. Lottie Dottie and everybody got something in their life that they don't want anybody else to know about, including me and her. You come and join us. One more hypocrite ain't going to hurt us. Because we all got issues. That's all. You know, we're not coming up in here trying to be better than anybody. No, no, we challenge each other. We hold each other accountable. But you're not going to get put down. And you come tell me somebody put you down for something. Because we don't play that around here. You say, why ain't you going to put nobody down? Because whenever I need somebody to pick me up, I want them to pick me up. I want them to forgive me. I want them to dust me off. 
to say, okay, pastor, you can make it now. That's what I want. Then that's how I live. I don't be condemning people and all that. I go to them, hey, hey, yeah, I don't want to come to church because, you know, I did this and that. Man, let me tell you some stuff I did. Bro, listen, God will give you another chance, man. Pick yourself up, dust yourself off, get yourself on back, and do the things you're supposed to do. The only perfect people are in that casket. Amen. And that's not a license to sin and all that. I'm not talking about all that. I say we keep each other accountable, but I'm talking about everybody got some issues. Go ahead, Brother Green. Start right here. Tell them yours. No, I'm just kidding. So then, so then, so then, it's like everybody going with everybody. Yeah, some people are. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, And nothing but a big fashion show. Sometimes. Yeah. Keep you with long, boring sermons. You're guilty. But it's just a hospital for sick people. Just because you on the floor and not in the ICU or the emergency, don't trip. Don't hate. Because all of us have some issues up in here. Here it is, number three, number three, number three. They're confused by public opinion, contempt for his person. Here's the third one. Challenged by the priorities of Jesus. Pilate is concerned about one thing. Listen to what he says. He says, Jesus says, my kingdom is not of this world. If my king were of this world, then would my servants fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews, but now is my kingdom not from here. So Jesus' priority was something different. The Jews wanted deliverance from Rome. So his priority was spiritual. What was Jesus? He was a whipping boy. Now, in the 15th century, what would happen is they would have an individual who when the prince would do something wrong, they would whip his whipping boy. You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford, a message called, Why Do People Reject Jesus? We'll continue this topic next time on the broadcast. Hope you'll listen. You can do so on the radio, of course. But if you're not going to be by your radio, you can always listen online when you come to treasuretruthradio.org. You can stream the program or download an MP3. And if you have that MP3, obviously you can listen when it fits your schedule. But you can also do that if you're podcasting the program. And if you happen to use iTunes, I want to ask you to rate the podcast. It's really helpful to the ministry here. You can also listen on demand if you have the Moody Radio app. And not only can you listen to Treasured Truth, but other programs produced by Moody Radio and streaming music stations. Now, you can find the app when you go to your favorite app store and search for Moody Radio. Or we'll link you to it when you come to Treasured Truth Radio. But whether you've connected with us and you're listening on the radio, online, through the podcast, or through the app, it's really your giving that makes it all possible. See, we're listener-supported, and that's exactly what it sounds like. Those who listen and are benefiting and growing through what they hear from Pastor Ford are those who step up and give financially so that we can continue to do what we do each and every day. Produce the program, the airtime costs, and everything else that happens to make this a reality. So if you're benefiting from listening, would you give today? Come to treasuredtruthradio.org and click on the donate button. There you can give a one-time gift or an ongoing monthly gift. Again, come to treasuredtruthradio.org and click on donate. Well, thanks for doing that and for listening. Thanks also to Amy Rios and Ryan McConaughey, our producers. For Pastor Ford, I'm Steve Hiller. Treasure Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.